Elizabeth Woodman Stockley. My ninth great-grandmother, Elizabeth Woodman Stockley, crossed the Atlantic Ocean from England. Elizabeth was living in an outpost on the banks of the Chesapeake Bay by 1621, near the fort called Jamestown. The sun had only been up a few hours, and she nursed her nearly one-year-old son, John Francis Stockley. His older brother, Francis, played at her feet. The whole town was on guard, having been alerted by a native informant. But seven miles away, in the Martin's Hundred Plantation, hundreds of Powhatan warriors attacked the English colonists in what she now called home in Virginia. On March 22, 1622, Elizabeth saw the smoke as settlements along the James River were burned in a sudden and fierce attack. Elizabeth learned of her 20 female neighbors who were abducted after witnessing the violent deaths of neighbors and loved ones. Some of these neighbors had recently arrived brought over by the Virginia Company of London to establish a Protestant English colony. They hadn't had an easy time of it. They were weakened by disease, malnutrition, poor organization, and no knowledge of their new environment, and the settlement was a disaster. By nightfall, less than 150 remained alive. Elizabeth had married to John Stockley and heard the story when she arrived in Virginia how peace was obtained after the chief's daughter, Pocahontas, had been abducted and married the white planter, Rolf. Those who had been enemies now enjoyed a cordial relationship. However, more settlers had poured in, carving up the land into tobacco plantations driving away the animals from the hunting grounds of the natives and destroying a centuries-old way of life. The natives wanted to rid their lands of the invaders. So they surprised the settlers, burned houses, killed livestock, and mutilated the dead and dying before fleeing that day in March. The whole settlement was melancholic. The colonists that survived were dazed and despairing. Everyone was struggling to survive. Some of the other settlements were abandoned, but England continued to send a new supply of people. One-sixth of the entire Virginian colony had been wiped out in a single day. My relatives survived. The men were divided, but colony officials felt that attacking took precedence over saving English prisoners. One year later, Elizabeth looked up and saw a bewildering sight she gazed upon an English woman dressed in attire with native pearl necklaces, copper medallions, dressed in furs and feathers, and dyed red deerskin. Mistress Boyce, once a captain of the natives, was being returned when the chief designed and desired a truce, saying enough blood had been shed on both sides. The Powhatans were allowed to plant corn the next spring. The truce was never intended to be honored by the Virginians. Captain William Tucker and his force of musketeers in May 1623 met to negotiate the release of the other captives. The natives were given poisoned wine prepared by the resident physician who would become governor, Dr. John Pott. Many died or were shot. The chief escaped and so did the hopes of the captured women. Until November, 
The colonists kept striking them, and the abundant harvest of corn was taken by the Englishmen for their own profit. The Powhatan Uprising of 1622 paid a high price, but so did the colony that had become a crude, crueler place than before. A few powerful men thoroughly dominated affairs of the colony politically, economically, and militarily. Dr. Potts later ransomed Jane Dickinson and other women by trading beads for them. Jane owed the doctor a debt of labor for her ransom and three more years of service that her deceased husband had left on his contract of servitude for his passage. She petitioned the court in March 1624 for release from what she considered her new slavery with Dr. Pott. Elizabeth named her third son Woodman in 1624 after her maiden name. Francis, John, and Woodman grew up and while Woodman was quiet, Francis and John had many court cases against them. The Anglican Church was the only one recognized and had strict rules. There were fines for not attending. Her son John was called before the Grand Jury of Virginia in Accomack County for violating laws of failing to remember the Sabbath day and to keep it holy. His accuser was John Stratton, whose testimony said John talked and made loud noise at the service. Again on December 20th, both boys, John and Francis, were fined for profaning God's name. As the boys matured, all three married. Francis and John Sockley, the oldest, traveled back and forth across the Atlantic Ocean, transporting people to the colony. Elizabeth heard their tales of 1635 when they boarded the ship Two Brothers, which took them to Jamaica. Then they arrived back at Accomack County. As young men in London, they found a congested, busy, loud, and rank countryside. The babble rose from the vendors hawking their wares, but in the taverns they found men willing to take on servitude to travel to the New World. The early 17th century had the colonies becoming more viable, and the brothers were granted land for privately organizing the movements of those willing to relocate. In 1635, some, whether reluctantly or enthusiastically, boarded the ships for an adventure. Even some prisoners were ordered overseas to become indentured laborers. The boys talked of trepidation of the hazards of the voyage, fair winds and ballast. The hurricane struck and they saw the rocks of death before them. The sails were torn into rotten rags, but God turned the wind, they told Elizabeth. The boys were accumulating land for their transporting. My uncle Francis Stockley obtained 50 acres in the county of Accomack at Old Plantation Creek, adjoining the land of Henry Williams, due for transporting of one servant, Francis Jarvis, on December 22, 1636. Francis became a valuable asset to the colony. He settled at Dunn and Mill Creek on Old Plantation Creek and married Joan Hall and gave Elizabeth grandchildren. His will, dated December 12, 1654, was proven the next year, January 28, 1655. It gives to his wife, we didn't name, three cows and four steers, to daughter Anne Stockley, two cows and three steers, to son John, three cows and two steers, and his gun, to daughters Frances and Anne, a bed apiece, to wife the best bed, curtains and valance, to godson Francis Williams, a calf, 
and the cow my brother John owes, you bequeath to John's son William, and to his wife all his movables and things belonging to him. My eighth grandfather, John Stockley, son of Elizabeth Woodman Stockley, married Elizabeth Watkins in 1648. He was granted acres based on transport of people, and in 1672 he bought 500 more acres from Colonel William Kendall. He wrote his will February 3rd, 1670, with a codicil in 1673, and it was probated August 18th, 1873. 1673. His plantation at Asa Woman was 2,700 acres, to be divided by his seven sons. If his wife remained a widow, the sons inherited when they became 21. Wife Elizabeth shall keep the part she resides on now. Then son Tom will, Thomas inherits. Also, the wife gets the chest, the feather bed, bolster, rug, blanket, curtains, balance, a pair of sheets, one mare with her foals, all the cattle, heifers, and mares are to remain in the wife's possession until the children reach age of 18. Then they inherit a proportionate number of the animals. He names Jane, Hannah, and Anne under 18. Elizabeth, wife, to have all the movables. In 1673, John added his codicil that sons William and Woodman and John to have no share of cows because they'd received shares already also gives a neck of land to wife outright, Elizabeth Stockley. William Kirstus and Edward Robel were the executors. These two wills are proof of Elizabeth Woodman Stockley and her husband John Stockley of Asa Woman, Accomac County, Virginia, and the grandchildren named Hannah Ann, Anne, Francis, William, John, Woodman, Elizabeth, Joseph, Thomas, and Jane. And the last one, Charles. Then the children of Francis and Joan Hall Stockley were Anne, Francis, and John. The other son, Woodman, moved away to Maryland, and soon there was a migration of Stockleys away from Virginia. In my tree are 27 family given the name of Woodman. Elizabeth Woodman Stockley, you certainly left a legacy. To this great grandmother of mine, I say well done for living during the entire 17th century. She died over 320 years ago, living to an old, old age. Thanks for the path you followed that allowed me a glimpse into your life.